Getting split Getting split ready. Getting split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. All right, welcome everybody to the April edition of Getting Split Ready, brought to you by Keystone Mediation. Great bunch of guests today. We have Leslie Glazer, certified divorce real estate expert, real estate collaboration specialist. And then we have Megan Kinahan, personal trainer, <laughs> National Academy of Sports Medicine, USA Track and Field Level 1 coach. <laughs> Carol, certified mediator for the Center for Conflict Resolution and one of the founders of Keystone Mediation. I want to talk a little bit, we, we've touched on virtual stuff and I think it's really cool. Because, you know, it wasn't cool when I, when I had to borrow my son's AV equipment because you can't buy anything <laughs> online to be able to do a podcast. But the world's going virtual. And I wanted everybody to talk a little bit about their lanes and how the world is changing from a virtual perspective. Well, I have been um, doing virtual open houses, virtual tours, and... Uh, for the most part, I would say buyers are pretty okay looking at videos of me walking through the home. Um, there's the sellers out there right now that don't want anyone in the house. We obviously are taking every precaution and using gloves and masks and hand sanitizer and you know having them turn on the lights and not touch anything. But uh, I would say a good 50, 60% at this point are all virtual. And I've had people purchase homes virtually. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I could do a walkthrough virtually, but actually buy it? That's Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I don't know if I'd buy it. Especially if you are, you know, you it's two situations. If someone is relocating here when the relocation hasn't froze. Yeah. Um, or the rent, you know, and their lease is up. But otherwise, I tell people, please just stay put. <laughs> There's no rush. Yeah. Well, for, for me, I've actually been doing online coaching for... Ooh, like eight years now. Like, so I do a lot of run coaching that I do is online. And then I've also done the, the accountability um, app that I work with. The, it's called coach.me and I uh, do nutrition and fitness coaching on there. Um, it's, and it's all online. And especially with nutrition, it's really easy because like I said, with um, clients like logging, either they log on my fitness pal and then I can just check their diary daily and be like, okay, I see you had this, that, and the other for breakfast. Let's get some vegetables in at lunch and add this and whatever. Or people just sending me pictures of the meals. It's not like, you know, like I don't need to be one-on-one -on -one talking to you in person to um, see what you're eating. Great with. accountability. Yeah, it's yeah. more about that. And then us, um, with fitness, some people, they really do want someone right there to tell them, you know, your form and the, and and they won't do it themselves. But then there are people that like do enjoy working out. And so they'll do it themselves. They just want to know what exercises and what, um, what like the schedule, like the way they should format it uh, by themselves would most benefit them. So those people are especially open and really good for uh, just online coaching. And then obviously with COVID, all my <laughs> personal training now is just people it's cool though that it's still going yeah, on it's really cool yeah and it's I, you know, I, another I, thing is it's not like 
you can't like a lot of people are worried if they're just starting out with like something like strength training or that they're going to do it wrong and then get hurt. And, and that is a big issue, but it's like anything, like, like what we're doing right now. Like if I tell you an exercise and you're unsure how to do it, we can jump online real quick. You do it and I can watch you do it and say, here, this is what you're doing wrong. Like, you know, like you're rounding your shoulders or whatever. And, um, then they can fix that and see it and feel it and then do it themselves. So it's really flexible being uh, either doing one, just it's really personal preference. Like, and especially with um, busy schedules, uh, it really helps to be able to do online coaching because then it's not like you have to set out that hour to get to the gym or get to my house or me to go to your house and have everything set up. And, you know, it takes longer that way with virtual coaching. It just, you can do so many different things. So I think it's, I do think this is going to change a lot of businesses and how they move forward um, because of the convenience of it. I mean, and Matt, you can tell me if you agree. I prefer to do mediations face-to-face, but this is a close second. Like I can't do them over the phone. I need to see people. There needs to be um, facial expressions, facial expressions and the natural ebb and flow of communication because this is tough stuff. Um, But it's something that we were using prior to COVID even for when distance was an issue or in cases where one person doesn't feel safe around the other, this is a good way to, to kind of meet in the middle. Um, but I can see this being more popular going forward, particularly with the younger generations that are really used to doing things online. Those damn kids. Is that what you're saying? Uh, but the one good thing about <laughs> all this is that, you know, everybody's using these kind of formats to meet right now. And as human beings, we're always kind of afraid of what we don't know. And so we don't even try, but this is forcing people to try out online meetings for the first time. It's getting people to get more familiar with the interface, with the software, what buttons do I push? They're getting over their fear and anxiety of trying to do this in a virtual way. And they're starting to recognize, hey, this is pretty easy. Like, I don't have an excuse not to do this now, like the training or the, or going through the house virtually or, or the mediations even. Um, the nice thing about Zoom is I can share my screen. I can type out documents with both clients right there. And if I have one client say, I don't like the way that's worded, I can get their feedback. They can see me typing the documents. I can make it and craft it exactly how they are both comfortable with it. So I'm finding that it is a very useful tool, especially, I agree with Mariah. I do like to meet people face to face, but This is a very useful tool. People are becoming more familiar with it. Um, The biggest challenge for me right now is the courts being closed. It's difficult. I'm I'm finalizing a couple of divorces. I'm helping couples get to that final step. And then once the courts open back up, they're going to be able to finalize it right away. But the one thing that I'm finding out, especially with the ones that have just filed or or filed right before the courts closed, is you know before the COVID-19, I was able to plan more long-term. And since the COVID-19, we're doing, I'm shifting my mediations to be a lot more temporary. What does this look like in one month? What does this look like in two months? Let's check back in in two months to see if this parenting plan is working because the future is a lot more nebulous right now. We're not sure where we're going to be living in two months, if I'm going to still have this house or if I have to sell it or if I have to go rent an apartment, these are all big question marks right now. So it's impossible to create a permanent plan, a structured plan 
when someone doesn't even know where they're going to be in two months. So I am finding that is my biggest challenge right now is shifting things more to a temporary plan. Let's talk, let's, let's check back in in a month and see how this is working. And then if it's working there, let's extend it for another month or two and then check back in. It's difficult to have any kind of permanent thing right now, just because of the circumstances that we're in. Do you charge, do you guys charge less, um, Doing virtual versus one-on-one, or are you same same rate no matter what you do? Yeah, I'm, we're doing the same rate just because it doesn't diminish the amount of work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have a physical office that we are still paying for, so we have office costs. So even though mm-hmm. I'm doing it virtually, I still have the same costs that I do normally as a normal business owner. Right even though I'm not physically there, it's still the same amount of paperwork that I'm typing. It's still the amount of time that I'm talking with clients. So really in our world anyway, it hasn't really affected the amount of work I do. If I haven't built for travel lately. No, exactly. (laughs) I charge less, like if if it's an easy email or if it's an easy phone call or something like that, I'm not billing them for that. They might not pay for your travel as an example. Um, They're not paying for me to go to a sport. They're not paying for me. They might not have to get a babysitter. Exactly. That's saving a lot of money too. And also flexibility of hours. I just met with a couple from uh, 8.45 p.m. until almost 10.30 because they have small kids. Right. So the only time they can meet is after they go to bed. So I'm being more flexible with my hours where maybe in the office, I would not yeah, have met people that right. late. No. You know? okay. so, yeah. I do think, too, that people are giving a little bit more gravitas to the agreements they're coming up with because the courts aren't open. So they're having to live as if. You know, once they come to the agreement, it may be a month, it may be two months, it may be six months before it can actually get looked at by a judge. So that agreement is becoming binding more when they agree on it necessarily than when the courts pass it through, which was always how it was prior. Like it wasn't fully binding until the courts Mm -hmm. um, looked at it. But people are having to act as if because they don't know when the courts are going to see it, which also gives people a good trial run. You know, if they realize after two months or three months that it's not working as well as they thought they did, we can go back to the drawing board. But we've this also been back, mediating. This goes back to what Doug said about having the team, like Leslie keeping people accountable and giving them their tasks of changing things in their home. You know, Megan giving them tasks of do it in increments, try to get this done. But then also as the professional that we are, checking back in with them, holding them accountable, like with what Mariah just said, holding them accountable for even their agreement. Like, yeah, it's not binding in court right now, but you signed a piece of paper, you agreed to this, and now it's written down. And I mean, even like what I had said earlier about helping the family live together right now, I made them sign a document because yeah, nobody's gonna hold them. They're not in violation of any kind of agreement, but they are in violation of their word. And that means something to people. I got a question for Leslie. Um, I've seen more and more virtual stuff, right? Like it's more and more virtual open houses. Uh, I've heard of realtors even going, visiting houses and, and walking through and filming it and commenting and things. Yes. How much do you think that that's going to change the industry going forward? And when, and a follow-on question, and I always get in trouble when I follow questions, do you think it will change for situations with divorcing couples when there's friction and people, you can't have buyers in the home the same way because one or the other is trying to sabotage? <laughs> that happens? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
Especially yes. when one party doesn't want the divorce and the other party does. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Or when one wants to sell the house and the other doesn't. Yeah. I'm usually, I usually am the second one in after the, the previous listing agent wasn't able to sell it uh, because one of the spouses maybe, you know, didn't want to sell and no one was working as neutral like I do. Uh, I think people really need to see a house in person. It's something that over years of doing real estate, even when I have people relocating with a simple, you know, rental for three months, I get kind of like motherly, like, don't you want to look at it? Um, I, I think that people will um, probably be a little weary of going to open houses with a lot of people right away. I think the appointments will be fine. Sellers will be weary, how many people are coming. What I think will change is I now, I'm pre-approving buyers before I go in, yeah. where when it's not my client and it's another agent, I don't ask them necessarily every channel. They might just have been starting their search. Of course, I'm going to let them see the property. At this point, they have to be pre-approved. The other piece that's changed, which I'm curious if it will, you know, depending on Doug, you'd be able to have an answer to this, but uh, getting a pre-approval for a down payment. Mm -hmm. That's well, I mean, that's changed. I'm telling everybody right now, if you've been pre-approved, go back over it because every day there are less programs and they'll come back, but um, there are less and less programs available and they've become tighter. So the, 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 um, the assumptions that you had a week ago could be different. And until you have an actual loan in the system, you know, you don't have a loan in the system until it's been underwritten and approved. Um, there are actually loans right now, and it's kind of off topic, but a day before closing, they're calling to verify employment. Yeah. Somebody might be laid off. Yeah. That Those deals aren't closing. Yeah. So, um, you know, it just speaks to, to people being on their toes. But, so we have um, a COVID-19 addendum now, which yeah. states that uh, a buyer can um, be out of a contract, get out if there are job changes or, you know, they're ill. Yep. And that can happen a day before closing. It can yep. happen the day of closing. I think, so I think it's safe to say it's a different world and we're going to we're gonna close out. I want to go around the horn because I think you guys gave such great information. You just made me miss sure sports. That. What's that? <laughs> you just made me miss sports. Yeah. Around the horn. There <laughs> um, you go. Exactly. Whammy. Um, I want to go around the horn and make sure that our listeners, um, you know, listening right now and later, uh, know how to get hold of you all because – you're great professionals. All of you are in our directory, which is fantastic. Uh, we're we're really, really um, blessed to have you all in our directory. You are, you know, you're very indicative of the professionals we have. So, Matt, I'll start with you. Uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you, I know they can do it at Keystone Mediation or <laughs> yeah. there. All you guys are split ready. There, this is terrible because it's reversed. Um, how can people get hold of you? Uh, they can go to our website at keystonemediation.com. Uh, we're also, you can find us on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, we're answering, you know, the phones and answering emails uh, as we go. You know, we still have lives and we're trying to homeschool and things like that. So we're uh, trying to answer things as quickly as possible. Um, but for the most part, uh, not a lot has changed with the exception that we have slowed down quite a bit. 
when it comes to business. So get a hold of us, even if it's not about a divorce, even if you're struggling in your home right now on how to live with one another, on who's doing what tasks. We haven't been stuck in our home with our loved ones for this kind of time in a very long time. And people are finding it's a lot more difficult and that's okay. Like that's the other thing is people feel like they're on this island and they're the only ones experiencing this right now because they're not outside of their bubble right now. So everyone needs to know that everyone is feeling this in their own unique way and that's okay. So if you need some help resolving some conflict, even if it's not divorce related, they can contact us at keystonemediation.com. There you go, right here. You can also Um, find us at onlinedivorcemediators.com. Fantastic. And Leslie, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, Well, Instagram, Facebook, Leslie Glazer. My website's leslieglazer.com. So that's probably... And of course, you're on there. One of our divorced realty pros. And um, <laughs> um, Megan, if someone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I'm basically train with Megan everywhere. So I have train with Megan and it's M-E-G-H-A-N because I'm Irish and H is the only way to spell it. Uh, <laughs> but I have Instagram there, Facebook page where I post workouts and things like that that you can do. And then obviously train with Megan page and uh, you can message me there. And split ready. I want to thank our guests. Really, really appreciate you taking the time. This is such valuable information. For those listening, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, uh, our YouTube channel, Facebook, and we release our podcasts on a regular basis. You can find us on the blog. If you know of somebody that this can help, share it and get the information out there. And with that, want to get through your divorce with your sanity intact, go to split ready, get some information. I love that. Thanks so much. Please feel free to reach out to us on our website uh, through the email splitradiosplitready.com or the multiple other ways. Thanks so much and have a good one.